Hey folks, Scott here, just jumping on to let you know that we're now on Twitter, at NotSeenPod. Get on there, give us a follow, we'll be letting you know which films we'll be watching each week. We'd also love to know what you think of the films that we've been talking about, so just get us on there, at NotSeenPod on Twitter, and check out this week's episode. Welcome to the Shit You May Not Have Seen podcast, where we talk about films that have flown under the radar and you maybe have not seen. Hey, my name's Scott. And I'm Joe. What's the film this week, Joe? It is The Changeling from 1980. Within this old house live two residents. One of them is John Russell, composer, professor. The other has been dead for over 70 years. <laughs> Claire, I'd like to talk to you about the house. Did you die in this house? How did you die? Whatever it is, it's trying desperately to communicate. What is it in that house, Claire? What is it doing? Why is it trying to reach me? Spoilers, oh, aye, as, aye. as ever. Obviously. We're going to be talking aye. about these movies without worrying about spoiling them. So, aye, so turn it off and go and watch the film. Cool. So, The Changeling, a nineteen eighty, starring George C. Scott and Trish Vanderveer, a directed by Peter Medak, a, who also directed The Craze in the, the nineteen ninety film with the was it the Kent Brothers. It was Kent in Brothers, I from Spandau Bally. Aye. So it's Changeling nineteen eighty, not the Angelina Jolie one. After the death of his wife and daughter in a car accident, a composer moves to a vacant Seattle mansion for a fresh start and is troubled by a sinister presence. So it's basically a haunted house movie. Aye, totally. Classic. Aye. Uh, but George C. Scott, everybody knows George C. Scott, probably best known for his role in Patton, nineteen seventy, who played General Gen- Patton. Uh, the American general. That's <laughs> for the war. Funnily enough. Uh, he was also in The Hustler and he was in Doctor Strangelove and uh, Trish Vandermeer who didn't do much in the movies. She's she did uh, like the Love Boat, Columbo and the Fall Guy. Some, oh, the Fall Guy, Jeez, some seventies and eighties staple Absolutely. TV stuff. Childhood stuff that we grew up watching. Yeah. Lee Majors. That's it, that's the guy. <laughs> Peter Medak, like I said, did the craze. 
did a lot of TV work recently. He, he directed some episodes of Breaking Bad. All right. But I probably the craze is the one that most folk might know him for having done. Uh, well, I mean, the craze, I, I like the craze, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. definitely. It's I've, I've not seen it in a long time. I don't know how it holds up. Aye, he's probably one of the ones if you maybe go back to you. Watch like, it, but, uh, uh, I mean, it's the guy's just banned out Bali, man. You know, That's it. They, they did a decent <laughs> job, do you know what I mean? In fact, they did a far better job than. That fucking Tom Hardy one. I didn't really aye, like aye. that at all, man. I've, I've still not seen that. Don't bother, mate. I'll, I'll tell you, though, I know we're going off topic here, but um, to actually, one even more shite is the Capone movie that he did. Right, which is, aye, aye. Within the first fucking two minutes of that movie, I was pissing myself laughing. It was, <laughs> it was so bad, How man. Bad it was. It's like a cartoon character. Aye. It's so shite. Mm. So I avoid that at all costs. Capone. Changeling 1980. This opens in a pretty shocking way. I don't think it's even... Five minutes. Josh Scott's out for a wee nice drive in the country with his wife and his daughter. Our car breaks down and he goes to the phone box to phone the repair guys to come and get them and there's a horrible <laughs> crash where a, a, an articulated lorry and basically his wife and his daughter get crushed today. Aye, it's pretty harsh. Yeah. It is pretty harsh. I've seen this film for the first time wasn't really that long ago. You'd think it would be like one that I would have saw, do you know what I mean? But it was mm. one of those ones that kept coming up all the time, you know, and list yeah. films that you need to see if you're into horror or whatever. I bought it in Blu-ray and I remember saying to you, have you seen it? You were like, no, and I was like, well, we should check it out. But aye, that opening scene, man, it's pretty fucking... While I was watching it, I realised I'd seen that scene. Oh, really? Like, in a list, like a top kind of. Right. I, I can't remember what. Traumatic scenes. I've talked top ten openings to films or something like that, and right. that, that was I remember when I was watching. It, I was like, oh, I've seen that and that, but I'd never seen the film. So the changeling. Same with yourself. I think I'd maybe seen it on some lists. Aye. George C. Scott being in it, I remembered, and I remember it being a kind of haunted house thing. Like I said, n- never seen it before until we watched it the other night. Aye, because we initially, we were, you know, the whole plan that we had was we were going to watch it and then do the podcast right after it. But I think by the time we we got to the end of it, we, we thought, fuck me, it's like 10 o'clock at night. It's maybe, maybe not a good idea to do a podcast. Everybody will be falling asleep fucking yeah. listening to you speak. Yeah. That only scene, it sets, I think it sets the tone really, you know, quite... Kind of. Watching that scene, it made me think of Don't Look Now, with the yep, Don Sullivan yep, film. Because yep, yep. obviously there's a traumatic thing happens at the start with of that kid, film as well yep. with the kid. So I thought, all right, okay, here we go. It's going to be that kind of thing because I think I can't remember when Don't Look Now came out, but it was it was before, definitely before. Aye, seventies. Yeah, I'm thinking mid seventies. So and I, I mean, obviously, I knew it was a haunted house film, and I knew there was going to be creepy stuff in it. So mm-hmm. I thought there was going to be some kind of tie-in with his wife and his daughter being dead. Th- that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what this film for me worked in a lot of different levels. You know what I mean? Because it could have very well just been a, a haunted movie. You know, he's in the house, there's loads of fucking noises and stuff like that and oh, what's happening? But there's a lot of really, really interesting plot. Like, things that you don't mm. normally get in these type of movies. If you did this film now, it would just be all about the house and the scary parts that yeah. happen in the house. But you think when this happens to his family and he rents this house, you do think that initially it's something to do with a tie-in with the ghost yeah. family or something, they're trying to contact him, but it's completely not that at all. They barely mention that again, actually, through Aye. the whole film. There's a few points, obviously, where it is brought up because he's trying to convince people to believe that he's hearing and seeing this stuff in his And his he, th- house he and does they- genuinely think at the start that it is maybe his daughter because there's a part in it where he does say he thinks it's a child if I remember right and he, he thinks it's my daughter but then almost immediately and there's the stuff with the ball like his daughter's ball that he, exactly. that he used to play with that's kind of getting thrown about in the house that's right kind of randomly that's right, aye. right away kind of sets you up to think that it's going one way and then there's this other whole new plot comes mm. in which I thought just made the film just a lot more interesting than the average kind of haunted yeah. house movie do you know what I, I mean I feel like it set up the 
the haunted house thing pretty well. It was, it was yep. just creepy enough. Yep. You know, I mean, we're, we're talking about a film that came out in 1980, and there's been haunted house films before that, and there's been a ton of haunted house films after that. So mm-hmm. when you're sitting watching these things, there, there's a lot of tropes that come oh, familiar, the films. Yeah, there's a lot of familiar so it's, stuff. So it's somewhat yep. familiar already. Well, not that they're following a template, but there are certain things that happen in these films that it's like, okay, it's a haunted house film. I think as well, you know, I noticed a lot, of, before I'd seen this film, a lot of, at the time we spoke about this when we watched it, I think, I can see a lot of movies that came after this were influenced by this film, mm-hmm. but obviously you were saying, you know, there was films that came before Aye, this. stuff before, like the, 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 one of the first ones I kind of thought, thought of was uh, like The Haunting. Aye, so, that's for like, like the 60s or yeah, something. Yeah, it's, it's like proper old that's quite creepy film. actually that, that is very that creepy, is creepy yeah. Yeah, the house on house on haunt haunted hill haunted hill eyes so kind of similar vibe mm-hmm. not, stories are totally different but it's aye. the haunted house thing you know aye so th- aye. things go and bump in the night things go bump in the night yeah, but again what they, what they didn't have was what this has and that story kind of dive it almost becomes mm. a kind of mystery yeah it becomes R- more of a kind of mystery thriller type who done it sort of thing yeah, yeah, aye yeah. that for me just kind of makes this film a bit more special mm. than the average kind of movie of this kind of genre if you like I, I did I did enjoy that aspect of it the setup of he starts looking at the history of the house and he finds out that there was a family that lived there and that there was well, actually he finds the the room doesn't he he finds a room aye, aye. so there's a, there's, a, there's a boarded up room that he finds and in there he finds this uh, journal of a wee boy mm-hmm. it was dated what was it like 1908 or something, like that. Or something yeah. like that aye so he starts looking at the history of the house to find out like who lived there and mm-hmm. what, what the deal was and he, that aspect of it I, found, I did find interesting aye totally yeah. it takes you away from the stuff that's happening in the house the actual story in itself when you start watching the film you start finding out you know it's this young kid that's been murdered by his mm. father in the house it's the kid reaching out to him because you're led to believe as well that other people have lived in that house but yeah. they've not lived there for very long obviously because mm. they've had the fucking shit scared out of them yeah. and they've just left but he's lost his daughter so I think he almost feels like there's some sort of he feels like he needs to persevere with the horrible shit that's happening in the house to try and because once he realises as a kid I think he obviously is relating it back to his daughter yeah. that was kind of cool as well do you know what I mean he, he felt like I need to do this and, and I thought the actual plot you know when you find out that the father's killed the kid and stuff like that and why he killed him I thought that was really yeah. interesting as well do you know what I mean I don't know if you want to maybe go into a wee bit of that sort of thing. So, so it's a kind of wealthy family that, yep. that basically lived there the kid's mother dies and the money is somehow tied up to the, the boy yep. the, the disabled boy basically yeah he's disabled uh, yeah we forgot to say um, that yep. so the money's somehow tied up to him and the father doesn't get it if he dies but the, fa- the father kills him is it why does he kill Aye, him like right, a, well, is it because he's disabled <laughs> And he's a bit of a burden on the father. I I know. I think the gist is the mother dies, leaves the, the dad with the, the son who's disabled, but it's written into the will that if the son dies, the father gets nothing. Right. He gets nothing. He basically walks out with no money or house yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So what the dad does then is he murders his son basically in the bath. He drowns his son in the bath. Mm-hmm. Then he gets an orphan from an orphanage you find out obviously yeah. this, as you're watching the film pretends that this is his son but he goes over somewhere in Europe if I remember right yeah he gets like, like a Russian orphan or something yeah like. that's right uh, no, it's, it's uh, a, not, a, not an orphan it's a local it's orphan, a local but, he orphan away, but he takes, takes him away for a, for, uh, for a long for a good few and years and he him and brings him back and he goes and back says, this oh, is his son. and he says oh my son's cured now and nobody mm. bats an eyelid they just think oh he's yeah. been away and he's had this whatever procedure to make him better or whatever yeah, yeah. 
And I think the pretense of that is his son, who was disabled, would have died and would have left him with absolutely nothing. Yeah. But he's got a healthy orphan that he can basically manipulate right. and he'll live long enough mm-hmm. that he'll be able to still have the money. So I thought that was fucking smart, do you know what I mean? A really, really good It's, uh, it's, it's an interesting setup for a story. It feels a wee bit convoluted. Think so? Yeah, it's, it's a bit too kind of because I mean the way just the way you're describing it there, it's. Maybe I'm just not describing it very good. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Just in, in the film as well, found it a wee not not confusing, but it was a bit like right, okay, right. Aye. So that's and to be fair, I don't know about you being a sound man. I thought the sound was fucking atrocious on it, man. Did you? I mean, it's a, a film for ninety. Aye, I know, but that's the Blu-ray, man. You think that you know? I was listening, and I was I was struggling with a lot of the dialogue. Yeah, it was weird. There's parts of it where. It was like clearly ADR, right? So like ADR is when they replace the dialogue in post production, like yeah. after the film's been made. Yeah, and there were a few lines I noticed that were like that. There's one in particular I can't remember what the bit of dialogue was. They clearly shot the scene, and there was a vital piece of information that had been left out. It was like when he was seeing the house, and I think there was a wee bit of backstory about the house, and they'd cut away to the back of somebody's head, and then this dialogue came in, and it was clearly. Po- I post, post to give a bit of exposition to move the story forward a bit like oh people aren't going to understand what this is about so we need to put this line in here so there's a lot of bits like that that I noticed through it but I mean you, you forgive it for older films aye, of course not, aye like, they're, they're not using modern recording techniques with exactly the stuff that we've got access to now so you can let a lot of that stuff slide but I genuinely think that the sound even even for an older film I thought you know it was mm. like you know I was like, well, one up. of the bits where the sound really stood out to me so the seance in the film right when they call up the spirit of the wee boy some mad stuff happens in it and he listens back to the recordings after I thought it was so cheesy. Like it was basically a wee boy's voice, and it had a spooky echo on it. And see, it was, I, I quite liked that man. Did, I, I, I did not find it spooky at all. Uh, I, I thought it was quite comical, to be honest. It's weird, man. It's odd. I think obviously I'm not saying if you'd watched this yourself, you would have felt any differently about it. I don't think I would have, man. But I watched this film myself, and I don't know if I'm just easily scared. Maybe I'm. I don't know. But in fact, I'm not even that easily scared. But. I get where you're coming from. I do get where you're coming from. Ah. It's like, it's like he's whispering his name. He wasn't and stuff. even whispering though. It was, it was just like kind of whiny. They, they got some kid actor into the studio to do the voice, and he's just like he's, he's reading the lines, and then they put all this spooky echo on it. And aye, it wasn't spooky at all. I get it. For me. I get it. I think. I mean, the seance part. I actually thought that bit was really cool. Though. Yeah, I thought that, well that was really, really mm. well done. I and it was quite eerie and stuff like that. Mm. I, obviously, the actress that played the medium, I thought she was really cool. Actually, mm. you know, and doing that is automatic writing. Yeah, yeah. which is apparently a thing. Is, um, uh, yeah. um, you know, not even through seances. Apparently, just for like going yeah, into your subconscious, you just let your hand going. Eventually, it starts, appears, yeah. which is quite fucking yeah. weird. And you think I'm going to maybe try that myself? But uh, the seance part. I mean, the seance I thought was really quite. Creepy, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? They played it really, no, there, really well. No, there was creepy stuff in the film for oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, since watching it, and I was kind of just doing a wee bit of research, I've seen it show up in a bunch of lists of being like one of the spookiest top 10 films of all time. Aye. And a lot of these lists, mm-hmm. I don't think it was really, right. to be honest. Right. It had its moments, but. It, Again, it's, yeah. weird. it's weird. I don't know why it really had an effect on me when I first watched it. There's a lot of really, really cool use of shadow in this film. Mm-hmm. They utilised the shape of the house really, really mm-hmm. well. Do you know what Not I mean? Not a real house. Oh, really? No, when I was looking up, the exterior was a facade they put on a modern house. All oh, right, okay. So the actual 
that it looks really good then. And then all the interior stuff was uh, in a studio. They, they built it all wow. in the studio. It looks fucking great. No, it does, eh? It really does. Mm. I mean, I would, I would have never guessed that. Do you mm. know what I mean? As much as we're saying the sound wasn't very good, I thought the actual, you know, the, the film... The visuals were pretty good. Aye, cinematography and stuff for was just... 1980s. Aye. I guess, I don't know if it had that much of a budget, but... I mean, uh, he was quite a big actor at the time, yeah, yeah, so I'd yeah. imagine mm-hmm. there'd have been uh, uh, you know, some cash up. involved, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He, he was definitely a name. There was the fire at the end as well. Like that it probably wasn't the cheap film to that. Bit do was, that was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I was actually wondering when we were watching that how they got about doing that. Cause, aye, because you're thinking it's a real house. Aye, aye. But even at that, because there was a real house there, it was just they built a facade on the front of it, so I, I don't know if they went somewhere else to shoot the fire. If they did. Because it was, was a proper big fire. Properly, yeah. aye. Really, really well done. Obviously, we're jumping ahead yeah. In the story here and stuff like that, but I totally agree. I, that was really impressive, do you know. Mm-hmm. What I mean? And I think it was a, there was there was it was creepy, do you know. What I mean, I thought a lot of the stuff. I know obviously Evil Dead did this as well, you know, with it going through the forest and stuff like that, and through the trees. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you're getting the perception of you, you're seeing through the ghost's eyes or yeah. the demon's ah, eyes or whatever. Yeah. There was a little bit of that going on. That was something that kind of no bothered me, but something I found a bit weird about it because they, they kind of say obviously they do the spooky spooky at the start where you know things are going bump and all that kind of stuff. You're kind of like oh. It's a, it's a sinister presence and then they reveal that it's this boy that died who just wants his body to be found so that he can rest and like the, the truth to come out but then after all that happens and they find his body he becomes a wee dick again and he's like tries to kill a ah that's right tries to kill George Claire like oh, Tr- the, the Trish, Trish Vandermeer tries to kill George Scott's character and does, John eh? Russell but also Trish Vandermeer the, uh, his partner in it Claire because ah, she goes back Good to the she goes back to the house. Aye, and, and then uh, the wheelchair attacks her. Aye, see, which I thought was kind of comical as well. See, like, I know, I get, I listen, man, I get it. I when, totally when, get I, it. I don't know if you noticed, I kind of snorted a wee bit when the chair went after her. Nah, I no, I was just too into it, mate. Too, I was hiding behind the hill, man, I was terrified. Too, I was terrified. too involved, mate. I was too involved. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff in this, like the, the ball, that was creepy. The, the, ball, the, stuff, the I, ball coming down the fucking stairs. That's something was else creepy, that's kind of shown up in a lot of other films as well, like a ball getting bounced An object or something like that. Like I said, that was really cool. You know, the ball, he takes a ball and you see him driving to the bridge and he, he throws a ball in the water. As soon as he, soon again, as he yeah. comes back into the house, the ball comes out. I thought that was fucking excellent. Mm-hmm. When I first watched that, that gave me the creeps, mm-hmm. like properly. And again, great shadows. I have the staircase at the top. Just really, really smart. And, yeah. and the layout of the house especially when he finds that room that's boarded up it looks like a cupboard yeah. but then obviously finds out I can't even remember why he finds out that he, he goes out the house and then one of the windows that's breaks right. behind him that's and, he, right. and he goes what room is that and he goes back in to, that's how to he find it, and, it out. and he kind of walks around and he's like it's not this room it's not and then he's like oh there's a cupboard here and ah, then he notices right. that there's a door behind the shelving in it and he drips it all down that's right up. that's right I get there's stuff in this that's dated 100% but I don't know if I can still kind of you know that way you can still kind of put yourself into it, even though it's yeah. it's old. I, I'm just speaking for me. I get yeah. I get you saying, you know, it's a bit cheesy and shit like that. It's not just that it's dated, even for the time. I think it's a bit. You think cheesy. so? I, th- I think it's because you go back and you watch something like The Haunting or The Haunting of Hill House, and that, that genuinely creepy stuff. And those movies are old. Oh, I totally. I mean, they predate this by yeah. fucking twenty, maybe ten years or something, fifteen years or something. Like that. Thirty, maybe even. I mean, always watch thirty, but like twenty, 20 years. At ah, least, easy. Anyway. Yeah, you're talking in the yeah. mid sixties anyway. Fifties and sixties. It's creepy to a point. Right. So, it's, what what parts did you find creepy then? What did what did you what did you like about it? I mean, the setup at the start, the car crash out of the way, that, that was a bit like, holy fuck. But then when he gets into the house and the, the creepy stuff's happening around about the house, that, I mean, it's standard 
haunted house stuff, but it was some. It was was quite creepy. Like when he's hearing the banging and yep. he's getting up in the morning, he's like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. So that stuff was all good. I did like the tangent that went on, where it became more of a murder mystery type thing, with a kind of horror bent to it. Where he goes, "How is it he finds the house again with the, with the well?" He's looking at deeds or something, and ah, he's looking at deeds. Um, he finds out about the orphanage. Because that That's used to be right. where the orphanage yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he realizes that the orphanage is, the orphanage has been f- basically flattened, That's and there's, right. there's been houses built on it. Yeah, goes to the house. There was a well there, and, and got, did like, the spooky voice tell him that there was a well? I can't remember. Ah, uh, I remember why he goes looking there for a well specifically, but he does find he finds a well on the plans. In the plans, there's a well on the grounds of the orphanage. That's right. But he goes there and he finds that anyway. And I, th- I thought that was kind of interesting. Ah, uh, yes, that that was yeah. really smart. It reminded me of the ring. I totally, which I, was a later film. So yep. you wonder if. The people, I mean, I, I doubt it because Ring's a Japanese film. So. Plus, plus, Wells are kind of a thing in horror yeah, movies, eh? even yeah. even before that sort Aye. of thing. Aye, and then he finds the, the deeds and he finds out where the orphanage used to be, there's houses built. Yeah. So he goes to the house and then he speaks to the woman that lives there. Yeah, and it turns out there's a wee girl there that's been seeing her daughter. Dead Aye. People. She's yeah. like, actually, her daughter's funny. He's like, because at one point she says, it was really weird you should show up because my daughter just had a nightmare that she's seen a small boy and coming, coming away her floor. floor yeah. Which, when she said that, in my mind, really gave you me the it. fucking shivers, yeah. man. I, that, 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 was, that was spooky because then I thought we were going to see it. We, we didn't, but. Well, we kind of did see it, but it, it didn't really. Not in the way, it, the way I thought it was yeah. going to be. I thought, you know. It's that whole thing, your mind will make it creepier than what it actually mm. is. That bit really gave me the... Sh- I was like, I don't like the idea of that. You're looking at your yeah. floor and there's somebody coming out <laughs> in, in the middle of your floor and then you, it shows you. Then it cuts to the little girl. After they leave, I believe, the little girl has a nightmare that night mm-hmm. and it's the same thing again and then you see the kid and she looks yeah. at... And that bit was actually pretty creepy because the little girl wakes up and you're seeing the little girl looking at, right into the camera. So she, yeah. so that was kind of that. I thought that was really creepy because she's kind of looking blankly and she's walking through the house. She's looking directly at you, if you like, yeah. and then cuts to the camera on the floor and her looking down, and then she see her face. And I thought the little girl was actually really yeah, good in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She played the part well of being fucking scared. Mm-hmm. And then you see the kid and the, the little boy and the the water stuff. And aye, it, I, I mean, mean, it's not as good as you, you imagine it in your head and shit like that. Yeah. But I thought that part was really cool. And then. Josh C. Scott the woman agrees that Josh C. Scott can rip her floorboards up to see if there actually is a well there mm. and he does and there is a well and, and then he finds he finds, some, he finds this, the basically skeleton of yeah. the kid and then the cops don't find the little pendant yeah and he knows there's something I don't know why he knows but he kind of yeah, almost like instinctively and, thinks yeah. there's, there's got to be something because I don't think the skeleton's enough to basically say that this is this kid mm. he goes back that night breaks it he actually breaks into the house doesn't it? yeah aye. it breaks into the house and you actually see the pendant make its way up through the aye, soil it's itself like the, the, the spooky wee boy reveals the, the pendant the pendant yeah. and that's it's got his name on it and all that kind of thing yeah. and I thought that was really smart because then it cuts to him seeing the name of the boy then he, uh, there's a tie-in with the senator as well how does that happen again? So, uh, is he a senator? He has a, he's, he's a senator, uh, aye. He's kind of been popping up on the news. He's a big, obviously yeah. he's a big deal. He's, he's got a lot of money, town, aye. Yeah. And I think, that's that's what it is. When he researches the house initially and who who stayed there before, he realises the senator's Senators. family lived there yeah. back in the really the early 1900s. Mm. I will, no, does he not tie like the, the father is the father of the senator that's right that's right but obviously the senator's got the name of the deceased boy which is Joseph but but that's the whole 
thing so Joseph never died essentially and he went on to become the senator yeah so but, they, they don't know about but the real Joseph you know, the was, real, was basically Joseph, killed the, by the, his father the disabled boy yeah yep. and uh, there's a scene where Josie Scott's character along with the, the woman that, that's in it with him they come to the conclusion that this is what's happened he's worked that out that the dad's killed the original son mm. got this surrogate pretending to be the dead one and he's cured Josie Scott's character I don't know why he finds out the senator's where the senator's flying from, but he finds senator. Ah, he just shows up. At he the just airport. shows up at the airport, yeah. which is kind of weird because that. Bit, aye, yeah. He's got the pendant and stuff like that, and basically the heavies, you know, the security ushering him away, yeah. and then it cuts to inside the plane, and the senator pulls out his. He's got the same the pendant. exact same yeah. pendant, so he knows obviously there's because uh, that's, that's the thing as well. Does, does, he must know that he's I not never, the real. See, never, that was the part that I didn't I get. I was never sure about that. It was never. It seems like he, he either does know or he comes to know that, that he isn't that actually he isn't the real but, son. But I mean, that's the thing, though. It's not. Ex- it's not explicitly said. That's kind of weird. The son that he kills at the times maybe eight or nine. Mm-hmm. So he would have had to get an orphan that's run about the same age. So he would know that he was at that, age, that, yeah. that, at that age. It's not like he's a baby or something like that. And he was, do you know what I mean? That yeah, that, yeah. that would have made more sense if the kid had been younger. Yeah, probably wouldn't. So remember. he must have known because when he pulls the pen down, he starts. It's like he starts thinking about it, and he's. It's like he's starting to feel guilty. Almost, uh, it's almost like he suppressed it for so long yeah, that he started, he's believed in his own mind that yeah. he actually was this guy's son. Uh, again, they never explicitly say it. Uh, I guess they don't need to really, but yeah. it's kind of for me that was a bit of a sticky point just because mm-hmm. the kid was older. But I mean, he's he's benefiting, so he's got to he keep has, his mouth shut. Uh, so he's because he's, he's getting the money and he's now the senator. Aye, you know, I suppose, so aye. He's not, he's not going to say anything, you know. Then there's that whole point where the senator wants to meet up with Josie Scott because he thinks it's some sort of blackmail uh, yeah, thing. Yeah. And then Josie Scott goes to his house and confronts him about the whole situation and stuff like that. It's weird, it's almost like Josie Scott says, you aren't the real Joseph, your father killed, yeah. killed the real Joseph and you're an orphan. But he plays it like completely stupid. It's almost like he genuinely thinks he is... That guy's son. Did you get that when you were watching that? Yeah, but but then he's also. I try always to, try to cover up for his. For he's, his... he's also trying to write him a check to shut Aye, him up. So, it, he, so he knows, like, because he knows that it's a he, big scandal. Yeah. Or does he know something's wrong? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to go into it any further, or, or, or I don't know. I, that was kind of weird for me. I'm thinking, is he genuinely confused? Does he think he actually is this guy's son? So I, it's, I, it's a kind of weird part, you know, at the end there where he goes in and it's obviously, like you're saying, George C. Scott, he thinks George C. Scott's trying to blackmail him and shit like that. And it's just like, he tries to write him a check and he's like, oh, this isn't blackmail. I'm just basically trying to get to the bottom of why mm-hmm. this kid's fucking haunting my, the house that I'm living in and obviously haunting him, do you know what I mean? To try yeah. and find the truth. George C. Scott's character goes back to the house and there's a kind of go-between of the senator then being in, in his office himself and he's looking at the picture of his dad and he's got the pendant. He, in fact, he pulls the two, pic- the two pendants yeah. and he's looking at it. That was the bit that confused me because it's almost like he can't, he's thinking to himself, am I? Is that his realisation that he's yeah. the replacement kid for aye. this one that was murdered? Aye, so that leads me to believe that somewhere in his mind he suppressed this mm. or maybe he was younger. Maybe. Maybe yeah. he was younger because that's, again, not really explained and then... Because you know, he has... When, the way they set it up in the story is that um, his father was away for a long time because he comes back and he's like a, a grown teenager. That's right. Yeah. So, so that, that's that maybe yeah. play into that then. Maybe he was younger. So, you know? I mean, he could have came back and said, oh, that's my son. He's 
he's 16 and the, he could have been younger you know could have, ah, 14, could have just 15, lied about you know, it yeah. so that, that actually is pretty cool then I genuinely think he, do, he doesn't know at that point because mm. they wouldn't put that scene in it when yeah. he's looking at the two pendants but then it does that weird thing like he starts getting haunted by the boy but he's in the house walking upstairs but he's not he's in his office that part and, I thought was ex- I, that, that for me the, the, the finale this was really really cool mm. that part where it kind of goes between him looking at the poor pendants and then the, the desk in his office starts to shake mm. and then George C. Scott's character's back in the house at this point shit starts going crazy you know the fucking the yeah. house starts to vibrate and it kind of brings us to another thing like from earlier um, so initially the the senator gets in touch with the cops and he's got like oh, a forgot he's, got, he's, got your, your, he's got like a a contact down there like a detective and he asked him to go and have a word with after the airport scene he yeah. has him go have a word with George C. Scott's character John Russell to tell him don't be blackmailing my senator pal aye, he sent yeah. him to basically intimidate him aye and then the boy aye, the, so, so basically the powers, powers like reach outside of the house he's like he's a spirit that can go anywhere and do anything aye and then he, he kills, he the, kills the, the cop yeah it causes a car crash yeah. aye which I thought that was quite a cool part I know it was a kind of jump scare but mm. uh, Jossie's got his character looks into the mirror and then the mirror smashes and then he mm. sees it cuts to the, the the cop in the car upside down yeah and they've kind of look window up, all broken and his face is all yeah. blood and the eyes are open that kind of sets up to be why being a bit more sinister than just aye. A, a lost soul looking, aye, looking I, for rest I, I, guess, I guess he's He's been dead that long, and his spirit's been there that long that he's just bitter. Mm. And he's, you know, he's angry yeah, and stuff like that. That element of it kind of lost me. So it gets to the end, and he, he's still, he's still having a go at. Aye, I know. Josie Scott and his, and his and uh, and lady and, friend. And the lady friend, aye. I thought that part was really, really cool because it cuts between the senator and his office, mm. like you were saying. And then Josie Scott, the house starts going fucking crazy. The chandel, big massive chandelier starts swinging. Yeah. And there's light wind, and you know, I, I thought that part looked great yeah uh, really effective you see the senator Josie Scott's character falls from the balcony yeah it's like a kind of big inside the house it's like a freaking massive gust of wind and stuff and he's fighting to go up the stairs and then he, he finally gets kind of pushed over and then falls down onto the bottom landing and then he sees the senator in the house walking up the stairs which I thought was I definitely thought it was like the best like kind of most impressive effect in it yeah, definitely do you yeah. know what I mean it was really well done you see the, the, the flames coming down the, the banister that, yep. I'll be honest that part there's obviously there's no CGI because it's yeah know, it's all real fire and stuff yeah. and that guy's that old guy's walking up those stairs man <laughs> do you know what I mean that was like fucking hell and it, it doesn't look safe yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean I was like you know, as he's going up the stairs and then the stairs all fall. Mm. That bit was really, really well done as well. You know, probably you're, you're saying it's a soundstage or whatever. Or yeah, Aye, that, that was all in a, a studio. But walk, it looks, yeah. but it looks yeah, really good. Looks good yeah. After that, he goes up into that really narrow kind of like hidden, hidden, stair, stair, hidden yeah. stairwell and everything's on fire and the walls right. I mean, he's walking up that and the, the fucking shit's on fire. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's heading up to the little room where the kid where he was killed. Yeah. A really cool ending. I don't know what you, what you thought yeah, about no, it. Yeah, no, it was kind of, it was, it was that whole idea of like the, the house destroying itself. Aye. Now, now that the, the work was complete. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd been going to rest, I guess. Aye, it's kind of like, aye, after that, the kid's just like, right, well, I'm just going to fucking burn yeah. this place to the aye, ground. The mystery had been solved as to who the centre really was. and mm-hmm. Well, not really, you don't find out exactly. Well, that's the thing, I mean... But I mean, who 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 the kid was? You as the person that watches it knows that the senator is somehow came to the realisation that he is a fraud. He's the changeling. He is the changeling, yeah. so he's kind of almost accepting his fate mm-hmm. to basically walk up into this burning room and 
basically die, I guess. But yeah. that's another thing as well. Has he somehow been mad? Because obviously you're cutting between this, him in his office, and then Josie Scott sees mm. him in the house. Is that I don't, how, I don't, how do you how do you think that works? I, th I think he was. I think he basically has a heart attack in his office. I think that's the, right. The, the that's deal. right. So I don't think he's, he's actually in the so house. Maybe his spirit. Maybe it's, yeah. It's maybe, I think it's maybe just uh, the, uh, the the boy kind of messing with him basically because he's like uh, you, you're not me. Aye, yeah. I think it's maybe like you're saying. I forgot about he had the, the heart attack. Mm. I think maybe he's died in his office and what Josie Scott's basically seen is a spirit, the spirit of, him. of him. Yeah, up confronting to, the can up to confront yeah. the fucking the kid and. Yeah. Uh, um, but I, I, I suppose it could be the one bit I did think was pretty well done and quite cold was the actual murder of the boy. Aye, totally. When the father goes into the room and he lifts his legs out, the, he's in the bath and he lifts his legs out the bath and just holds them there while the boy drowns. I so thought that was brutal. It was pretty harrowing. That I, I think in the time this came out with, a, with that opening scene, you know, even mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. killing a kid's and anything. I mean, yeah, we spoke about that in Crimes of the Future when we did yeah. that. You know, right away that it, it puts a it's morbid do you know what yeah, I mean it's like one of the most quite often you don't see the actual murder of a, a child it's usually something that happens off screen and yeah, then and, it's spoken about yeah but you actually see but the kids getting it killed and, and, the, and just the way it was done as well it was the lifting of the legs you've been in the bath and you've slid down Aye. in the bath you know and you gotta be fright uh, yeah so, like, oh, I mean, that, so that and then somebody then holding your legs so that you can't right yourself to, and it's your fucking father as well yeah. there's one person you'd least expect to yeah, come yeah. in and be having a bath and basically kill so you so in, in terms of horror that was pretty horrific Aye. and know? I thought the camera angle at that point was really really cool because yeah. it's a kind of bird's eye view yeah, from the corner of the room yeah. like I said like, earlier on good use of the, the house or the yeah, facade that yeah. they built or whatever on set smart use of the, the shadows and, and to be fair that's what makes a haunted movie isn't it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's the yeah. setting and how they film things and shit like that totally. it's, it's almost like the house itself is a character mm -hmm. I personally love this film Yeah, but I get what you're saying I, I feel yeah. like the name was misleading as well the changeling that makes it seem a bit although it is supernatural it's that made it seem a bit more supernatural right because like a, a changeling is like a, a mythical creature right okay from, I, think, I think it's Irish folklore right uh, where it, it basically changes it's something that can change a kind of shape shifting kind of ah, thing right, I think, okay. I think I that's what it is I was expecting something like that like maybe something maybe like a maybe a, a spirit yes but like a spirit that was had possessed someone Somebody. and they changed them or something like that ah, right, okay. just from the name I don't, I don't I, think I, you know. but they've used it literally as in somebody who's a somebody like a replacement yeah, somebody's been yeah. changed basically mm -hmm. and, and into somebody else or replaced by somebody yep, else yep. I thought it would have been an interesting one for you to see just because yeah. it was an older movie. The past couple that we've did have been kind of more modern kind yeah. of movies, you know. Uh, we hadn't, we hadn't done it. Yeah, we hadn't done anything old. I suppose we should kind of get to the rating. So I'm, I, I know yeah. probably where you're going with this, man. Before we get to the rating, just a wee, a wee bit of background. I right, go for uh, it. So just in, I say research and I looked up Wikipedia and IMDb, so it's, it's not exactly deep diving. So it's uh, accurate. The film is actually based on real events. Really? Experienced by the writer Russell Hunter. Fuck's sake. So he, nothing verified. He claims he did a similar thing. He moved into a house and heard things through the night. And when he investigated, he found that there'd been someone killed there. And they, really? He found the body and stuff, yeah. That's pretty cool, man. So he basically took the story and he took that and just made a film out of that. That's pretty creepy part, in itself. Part, apparently, right? I didn't look any further than just what was on the, the trivia part of the, the IMDb. But, right. but that, was, that was interesting. I thought that, that is interesting, it came actually, from like yeah. a real experience, yeah. I, I mean, you could totally see something like that happening. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean? Th there's how many old houses are out there where they've had 
generations of families living in them. Like, obviously, people are going to die in those houses, so there's bound to be some spooky stories cutting about, you know? Aye, it does happen. And obviously, you add the kind of supernatural Mm. part of the ghost story and that. So, for me, it works in a couple of levels. It works as a horror movie, and it also works as a kind of mystery thriller who done it sort of thing. I like the mystery thriller element to it. I think that worked quite well. Probably wouldn't have worked without the supernatural element as well. Aye, so you, need, you need the premise for why he needs to investigate. And then I guess in the him feeling somewhat responsible because of his the death of his wife and his own daughter, so he's still grieving for that, mm-hmm. and that kind of feeds into it too, mm-hmm. and kind of drives him to investigate further. So yeah, I, I kind of like that those elements. Do you want to get the rating on? Let's do the rating. Right, I'll get you go first. Right. Two man, so two. <sighs> See, I, th- I think part of it's because you've built it up. Aye, you I told think, me, oh, this is this is terrifying, Scott. Aye, think, you're, gonna, you're not going to be able to sleep for weeks. I think I fucked it up for you, man. Yeah. I and then I watched up. it and I was a bit like, uh, all right, Joe. Joe, you're talking <laughs> shit, mate. Uh, aye, I, listen, I get it, man. I've had scarier jobbies. I don't know, man. <laughs> no, maybe I have, actually. I probably have had scarier jobbies. No, fuck that, man. No, I'll stick to my guns here, man. Right, I'm going to give this movie a Stone Cold 3, man. I like this okay. shit. I was, I was, thought you were going to say four for a second. No, there. I was four, like, why no, no, different no, opinions on no, this film? No, 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 it's not four, man. No, yeah. it's not four. For me, it was effective and it, it, it was interesting. For me, it was fine. That's all right. Well, I like to disagree. <laughs> uh, that, it's just, the performances were great. Like, everybody was good. George e. Scott was good. Ah, he's fucking um, brilliant and everything, though. The lady that was his friend, Trish Vandermeer, that was actually his wife in real life. They were married all at right, the time. All right, cool, um, man, cool. Thought they were fine. They were fine together. She was good. The medium, the woman, the medium, the medium was, was excellent. Aye, her, 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 her wee pal that came with her. That that guy, he was good. Uh, the guys at the office. In fact, the, the creepy old woman that works in, in the, the office. The office knows more than she's like. Aye, that, I like I like that party as well. Mm. You know, do you know what I mean? That I thought she was, was going to cool. be more involved. Aye, I thought aye. She was going to be. I, I don't don't know what she was going to be, but like I thought there was something more going on there. I know what you mean. I, I was kind of getting the vibe of you know in the first Omen movie. The nanny that comes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you, you know, she's obviously there. She's but, somehow, but then connected. She, she's connected, but mm. she, but then obviously she attacks. Because she seemed quite sinister, didn't I, she? I, she attacks Gregory Peck's character yeah. and the woman. I kind of thought that old woman would some, not necessarily come in in that capacity, but I thought she would like, like you were saying, mm. she was set up almost like a kind of, she's going to help in the cover up, yeah, in some way. Which is kind of, is kind of suggested because there's a point where she is speaking to the senator mm-hmm. on the, mm-hmm. is, is it the senator or somebody deal, that deals with the senator? It's something like she that anyway. On the somebody, and she's like talking about the house yeah. and basically almost saying this yeah. guy's kind of getting too close to the, to the truth here. when I was reading up on it, there was a longer cut of the film. All right, okay. Um, and it was a bit clunky and they brought, uh, they brought another editor in to cut it down and make it right. a, a more cohesive film. So maybe there was more story in there somewhere. I could have been maybe like you were saying yourself you were saying it kind of felt a bit convoluted and stuff like mm. that maybe it would have been less convoluted if you almost had more also that would have slowed maybe it down and it, made it made it more know. clunky and more yeah. convoluted so, it's one of you those you don't know unless you, you, you don't know unless things, you yeah. see it but some, we were talking a little bit before obviously off mics and stuff about like aliens for example you know mm. the, the director's cut I don't like it yeah. it's like okay it's cool to have it's that it's better having the mystery 
and the original cut, you don't, you don't see what happens at LV426. You yeah. just know that they've lost contact and that's it. Mm-hmm. But in the director's cut that they release, the, no, it's, it's not even the director's cut, it's a special edition. It's a special edition, yeah, right? So I, I don't it's think got James, James Cameron like probably didn't want 40 minutes or something. Yeah, like so in, in that, like, you, you see what happens at LV426 like before, and yeah, it's, it's better having, you need some mystery in there. I absolutely, I, and, you know, obviously going back to this movie, that I, it, it might have made it even, it made it, if just, everything was explained it would have been too yeah. dragged out do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean so it was maybe cool having that wee bit of you know mm. kind of like oh what the fuck's going yeah. on here sort of thing mm. but like I say man it was it was interesting it was cool watching it and like you said that yeah, I, I mean I'll, I'll, I enjoy watching films the good the good ones and the bad ones you know you, aye, you, you sit down you watch them you take a punt aye and, that's yeah. it exactly but I genuinely think if you'd have watched this yourself you'd be shitting <laughs> yourself man right right aye I fucked it because I was here Fucking put it on when I leave. <laughs> you just sit pissing yourself off. Anyway, it was it was uh, it was interesting to see your reaction. I thought you would have liked it more. To be fair, he, I thought I would have done because I mean, we do have similar tastes in films. But then again, when we did the uh, Brabarian Sound Studio, yeah, I remember before we did it, we were like, ah, I think you like this, and and you, I, you didn't, you I, didn't, I, but you did. I didn't, but I did. Right. So we're kind of we're almost equal here. I kind of came round after the podcast, kind of going, oh, right, okay, you know, we, we'd obviously spoke it out, and yeah. well, maybe that was something oh, that's got me thinking, and you did say that there was parts of this that you liked, so we're yeah. kind of even so far, so that's pretty cool, man. Cool. Not a bad run. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I uh, hope, hope you enjoyed that, that wee bit of chat. Um, join us next time, and we'll discuss some shit you may not have seen. It's a plan. <laughs> <laughs>